Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined on the line now by SABC senior economics reporter Nompumelelo Sizibag. Yes, well, it would seem that cumulatively um, these major markets, the U.S. and Asia, they've actually fallen by over 10%, which means that that's what they technically call a correction. Um, you know, earlier when they were falling by 3 4%, that wasn't really a correction as such, but now we're in correction territory, which suggests that... Um, any time from now, we could see some stabilization because what's happening is that there's a repricing of assets in light of the expectation of higher interest rates. Um, there doesn't seem to be any stop in the sell-off. Indeed, the nerves have truly kicked in and it's a downward spiral. And so the question is, how low will these equities go and for how long will we see the current losing streak? And these questions pose difficulties for players who want to jump in uh, to get those bargains in a market that's still heading south. As you mentioned, the falls on the Dow and S&P were major. Yesterday, um, on the local all-share index, uh, it registered losses. Uh, This after breaking an eight-day losing streak on Wednesday. The various volatility gauges around the world have shot up, which basically means that market participants expect more volatility going forward, which then leads them to pull out of certain stocks. And because of the, t- the contagion uh, syndrome on markets, it's likely that we're also going to see the all share index open negative today. I think perhaps the only saving grace is that earnings, corporate earnings, have been quite good. And if they continue to, uh, to keep on coming out thick and fast, uh, that might be a saving grace and create some stabilization. But for now, I think volatility is the name of the game. And the RAND, how's the RAND fearing, Nompumelelo? Well, the local currency has definitely lost some ground against the U.S. dollar relative to what we saw a couple of days ago. Um, This on the back of a perceived lack of decisiveness on when President Zuma will step down, whether it's through his resignation or recall, um, you know, this could be responsible for some of the offloading of the RAND. The currency was trading as weak as 12.16 at the New York close or even after the New York close. Um, and also, it's, it's now since firmed slightly, it's at 12.12, but it's well above 12. You remember a couple of days, it was it traded as uh, as firm as 11.87. So there's definitely been some uh, ground lost. Yes, the, the dollar dynamic does come in, but people are watching very closely at what's going to happen. We need SONA to happen, and hopefully the budget to also happen. Some analysts argue that the longer this process drags on, the politically weaker and more vulnerable it will make Cyril Ramaphosa. And um, even once it's done, it will that weakened perception um, in terms of how he, he appears will affect the way he governs going forward as well. And I also saw a tweet from um, Bazima Shiloa warning that the ANC will pay dearly for treating the removal of President Zuma as an internal matter. That's perhaps a veiled threat about the national election set for next year. Saw that one. And uh, also, of course, assuming it's not postponed like Sona was, the budget happens on the 21st of February and already speculation rife about Malusi Kikaba and how he might go about filling the hole that government finances are currently in. Yes, that's right, Sakina. You're absolutely right. Let's hope it's not postponed. Um, Yes, it's a very, very big uh, gap in the government finances, uh, anything between 40 and 50 billion rand. Um, People talking a lot about VAT right now. 
Some economists were suggesting maybe a 2% uh, increase in VAT. I don't know if that would be politically palatable, but a 1% increase in VAT would equate to something like 22 billion rand, which is quite substantial. So 2% obviously would be double that. So it would be a very easy way to raise the funds. But, of course, the you know, questions start to arise about the impact this would have on economic growth. Our prospects are very delicate as it is. We're not expected to grow um, anything more than 1.5, this year and going forward. So um, they would need to strike that balance quite finely. If you remember, in Japan, they decided to raise um, a similar tax, a similar sort of a consumption tax. And it had the impact of completely diminishing growth in that country. So uh, we have to learn lessons from other areas. Um, but obviously, it's not just VAT that they're going to lob on us. If they do lob, lob it on us, um, uh, personal income tax is a possibility. But on the higher end, I think people are already feeling squeezed and people are beginning to adopt, um, what do they call, um, not evasive, um, basically they're tax avoidance. They're using tax avoidance measures, uh, which are legal. Um, to avoid paying tax, which is not great. We need a tax system where people are going to be paying and the funds are raised accordingly. And ultimately, that we have governance systems in place where people are spending the money appropriately and properly. Well, Nompumelelo, just a quick note to you from Brian Kumalo. It says, tell Nompumelelo that I enjoy her economics report and TV reporting. Great job indeed. And with that, I'll send you off for the weekend. Thank you so much. SABC Senior Economics Reporter Nompumelelo Siziba.